It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast Alright uh, We're back here again uh, I would say Week Whatever this is Year Going into year two of the quarantine, but I feel like the quarantine is over and we might be the last two to know. <laughs> but uh, how you doing this week, man? What's going on with you? Man, everything's good, man. Shit, just moving around, trying to get make sure these bills get paid and these you know kids go to college and shit. That's it. You know? So uh, I'm here that. trying to stay active. <laughs> I could dig it. I could dig it. To that point... I think I'm fucking around and get this vaccine, bro. I think so. I don't know. I'm trying to hold out, but I'm starting to, like, I've realized as far as this vaccine goes, mm-hmm. what I've had to kind of come to grips with is that there is no real formal resolution to this coronavirus shit. Right. I, you know, like, there is no George Bush... Mission impossible, mission accomplished banner that's gonna go up. Nobody's gonna sound no trumpets. Nobody's gonna say, "Hey, we beat this shit. It's over." As I'm watching things play out, I'm seeing more and more people get this vaccine, and I'm seeing society kind of slide back to what was one. You know, people starting to get back to society, and it's kind of like. This ain't the resolution that I wanted because I still feels quite inconclusive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, you know, I think I've said it here before. Like I, I guess I can't really wait on the government to appease my comfort level. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? And like I, I feel, I feel like that nigga that's just looking out the window. You know, you know that meme with that cat looking out the window, angry mm-hmm. and shit. Like I just feel like that's me looking at the world. Spin on, like you said last week. Life don't stop, and shit, life is life is lifing right now. And uh, I, it's I'm not comfortable. I'm super reluctant about this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the side effects are. If I do get the vaccine, I'm going to a white neighborhood. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. I'm being honest. But uh, I'm, I'm also like. I don't know what the side effects of the vaccine is, but the side effects of not getting the vaccine may be homelessness. So I got to uh, figure some shit out. Nah, yeah, no man. I got to get in the world, man. So uh, I don't know when I'm going to get stuck, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm looking into it now. I'm, 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 I'm still reluctant. I'm still reluctant as fuck, but yeah. I, don't, I don't see nothing happening. I mean, where, do you, where are you at with it? Where do you stand? Well, you I, I mean, or have you gotten a vaccine? No, I haven't gotten a vaccine yet. But I think everybody that's in the world now is basically like taking their chances with it because this shit is still out here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know somebody that was on the show that actually came up positive and, you know, didn't have an a easy time with that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, you, you forget that this shit is still motherfucking hitting people hard. And he's, yeah. he's just not coming out to clear, you know what I mean? You know, thank goodness. But, you know, it's somebody that I was around, you know what I'm saying, the day before. He he got a positive, you know what I mean, uh, test. So, 
Mm. You know what I mean? Somebody I was in the building with, somebody I was, you know, I I didn't spend a lot of time with them, but I was around them. So, you know what I mean? It's definitely still real. And people are definitely still, you know, going to the hospital, getting oxygen, getting on the motherfucking ventilators and shit, all that. So, no, I think people are, are, you know, growing weary of it, but that shit is still here. So, you know, every day you out, you still taking a chance. Now, it might feel like less of a chance now because you got your mask on or whatever. you social distancing, but it's still there. Me, you know, I, yeah, I'm still holding on to my reluctance of, of the vaccine. But, you know, eventually I probably will get it. You know what I'm saying? Me and my wife talking about it. We'll see what's up. And, you know, again, but if I do, I, I want to, you know, go with the Pfizer joint. And definitely go to <laughs> an environment that's, that's you know what I mean, don't look like the Tuskegee experiment and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's less likely to be the Tuskegee experiment. So, I mean, I'm still on the fence, but, you know, I'm not that far on the fence to where I'm saying I'm not going to get it. Because that's not true. Right. You know? But. Yeah. Yeah. Niggas definitely got to make a living. Yep. Yeah, they definitely got to make. That's what it all comes down to, man. And you got to make a living. Uh, yeah, it's got to get in the world. Um, this shit is out here. The people are moving around. Um, yeah, I you know that it, we shit. There's nothing really more to be said. Um, I miss comedy mm-hmm. a lot. I'm missing that shit now. Not even. I definitely miss the stage time and all of that, but um, just the lifestyle, the community of it, the, um, you know, just the getting out the house of it all. You know what I'm saying? Like certain comedy clubs are opening up this weekend, you know, because I believe April 2nd, I think uh, clubs could be up to 100 uh a hundred uh, capacity occupancy, so that helps out a lot of this live stand up business. So like, there's um, there's shows that are you know doing like you know not shows but clubs doing like grand reopenings and things like that. So it's probably gonna be a big weekend for comedy, and I'm probably not even gonna. I didn't put in any avails because again, I'm still kind of like ah, mm-hmm. I'm still I'm not gonna lie. Even walking, getting back into the world, getting going going into a club, going amongst a hundred motherfuckers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. It's still something that I'm not all the way there for, but I see it. I see, like I said, it's evident that this shit is happening, and um, you know it's funny too because just timing is just weird. Like I was on Facebook, I might drive past Facebook every couple of weeks, so I drove <laughs> past Facebook. Yeah, you know, Facebook is one of those. That's like going to see your, you know, go see your grandma. This nigga in Palo Alto, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 I never, I ain't never drove past the compound to Facebook. You know, it was funny though, I actually been to the, the Facebook offices in New York a couple right. years ago, and I, the coolest thing that I remember about it, it was a couple cool things, and this was just a New York office, so this is a satellite office, mm. you know what I mean, but, um, and I'm sure it goes next level where you get a whole lot of space, because this shit was like, you know, in the midst of, like, the village, Mm-hmm. But the cool thing, it's very easy to impress me, I guess, but the cool thing is they have vending machines with things like um, uh, Apple headphones and Apple uh, 
Apple adapters. And if you work there, you just swipe your card and them shits are free. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, bloop, bloop. And it should have just dropped down because you needed to do your work. So I had the homie, he was walking me through, just giving me like an office tour. And he was like, you want anything out the vending machine? And I was like, yeah, let me get some headphones. <laughs> and I got me some $30 headphones. I was so, I, that nigga, that was it. That's all it took. <laughs> but uh, I say all that to say, uh, yeah, I was on Facebook the other day. And um, hey, they had the, you know, how they always had the reminders. You did this, this many years ago. They had my, um, they reminded me the first time I had, I, my first headline in Weekend was eight years ago. And that shit was wild. Like, mm. it's wild. Because I remember, I remember that weekend. I remember going in the car. It was at this uh, comedy club called Magoobies in Timonium, Maryland, right outside of Baltimore. And I just remember, you know, that was my first time ever. And I had headlined before, but not like a full weekend, not like a Thursday through maybe Sunday. It might have been a Thursday through Saturday. I got to look at the flyer again. But, um... It was interesting. I remember calling certain comics, called my man Dan Soder, because he was one of the one of the comics that was a peer of mine that was kind of on the road a little bit. You know what I mean? It was like, yo, so let me ask you this. What you know, what to expect? You know, that type of shit. Mm-hmm. And um it, it was just it was just uh everything that it was everything that was new to encounter. And, you know, compounded with like I said, comedy coming back this weekend. I got that reminder. I was on the um, on text with a friend of mine who's kind of an aspiring comedian. He's looking to to jump in the game, and he's asking me a bunch of different questions about comedy. And you know, there's only but so much you could really tell somebody about it. You know, you really have to do it to to truly understand it and grasp it and everything. Like many things, but mm-hmm. for sure that. But one of the things that he asked me, and it brought me back to this eight years ago, he was like, yo, at what point do you feel, did you feel comfortable? And I was like, you know, that's, that comes in waves, you know what I mean? Like, because the context keeps changing, you know, like you might be comfortable doing 10 minutes in the club, but then 10 minutes in the club is different from 20 minutes in a theater, and then that's different than doing a college, and then that's different from headlining a weekend, you know what I mean? Because there's so many different things, and I just remember going into that new context of headlining a weekend and doing an hour or two, two hour sets in an evening, you know, in front of a crowd where I wasn't from that, that area and you know what I mean? And just learning how to pace and, you know, all types of wild shit and just how to deal with it. It was, it was, it was new. It was exciting. It was, it was a little, you know, nerve wracking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and some shows didn't go that well, to be totally honest with you. But it was, it was like some shit that, damn, I feel so disconnected to. It's been a, over a year since I've been on a stage doing stand up, and I miss that shit. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I guess Facebook got me reminiscing right now. But uh, yeah, that was it. I just wanted to, to say that. And uh, shout out all of the comedians that are coming back to comedy. Shout out to the comedians that have not really left. They've been doing like these outside shows, speakeasy shows and, you know, risking it. Some that got COVID on the road and recovered and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. But, you know, shout out to, uh, uh, you know, shout out to the movement coming back and the laughs. You know, mm-hmm. coming soon. Yeah. 
So for you, that. for you, mm-hmm. like, what's your? Do you have a plan of of easing back in, or a plan of attack as far as your your content when you get back in? Um, it's funny. I think part one of the plan. I just really started devising my plan because I like had a conversation. Um yesterday about this shit. Um uh and um part one of the plan is like just accepting, you know, accepting the reluctance and the uncomfortability of it all, you know, but still doing what I gotta do in spite of that. You know, it was funny, I was um talking to my therapist, right? And mm-hmm. he was like, one of the keys to life is doing things that you don't want to do. You know what I mean? And and that's true, you know, because there's so many things, and, like, I look at a lot of things in my life where it's like, I'll kind of wait till I'm fully, like, I, I find myself waiting till I'm fully magically comfortable with this next step. Mm-hmm. You know, and it echoes kind of what you were saying last week, You can't, you know, the shit is not going to happen like that. More often than not, it's not going to happen and you're going to have to just do what you're going to do. So part one is shit. I guess I got to get over this discomfort of getting vaccinated. So then look at, okay, what's the vaccination shit? Uh, Go through that process. And then, you know, I've been writing throughout this year, but nothing like it's more so been journaling. It hasn't really been a whole lot of comedy, but like. I just started thinking about, like, I found myself visualizing being on stage and just thinking about what I want to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like, and certain things started to come to me, you know, at first I was kind of like, I don't want to be up there talking about COVID shit, because everybody's going to be talking about COVID shit, but that's the elephant in the room, and that's the reality that we all went through, and that's not going to be everything, but, (laughs) you know, that was life that we've experienced, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like... Rather than just say I'm not talking about COVID shit, you just talk. You make it a personal. You're talking about what you experienced, how what, how were you getting through it, or whatever, whatever. So there's a lot of that, and some of the stuff was kind of funny as I was thinking about it, and then um, you know, some of that old shit I was talking about, I might have to obviously butter the bread with some of that shit because it's been a minute. But I also feel like what my goal is, and I guess this is part of the plan too. Uh, and I was telling my friend too when I was um texting them about just comedy in general. Uh, at least initially in these first few sets and hopefully for a longer time beyond that, but I hope to be way more present and appreciative of the stage time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like to really be like in the moment while I'm there. And I, and the reason I know I'm probably going to be way more present in Definitely appreciative because it's been over a, a year, but way more present because it's like I ain't done it in a minute. So it's going to be it's going to be so many different things that you forgot about the process. Like I was joking with Vlad the other day and I was just like, I can't wait to to get the light. You know what I mean? Like just to feel like you back. Oh, shit. Nigga, that's the light. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, you know, it's just whatever it is. But um. Yeah, man. Ultimately, yeah, just to to um step through this discomfort and get on stage and, you know, 
Hope nobody coughed directly on me. Nah. Go home, wash my hands, and, and listen to my set. Keep your sanitizer yeah, yeah, together. It. Keep my sanitizer together. That might be part. I might become a prop comic. They might call me Lysol Lemon. You know what I mean? Because I'm just spray around myself every couple jokes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Now, do do you have like when you're, you know, when you go through social media? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's people who haven't seen you out in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Do they hit you up and be like, yeah, when you coming out? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. People hit me up on social media a lot of times, even via text. Like, you know, people that I know mm-hmm. hit me, like other comics. You know, and it's so funny because certain people are like, you know, they've been they like different comfort levels. You know what I'm saying? Like there's cats that I know that was like, yo, let's get, let's get lunch. This shit was like May. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I'm cool on that. You know what I'm saying? I be feeling bad about it. Yo, let's get up. Let's get something to eat. Or let's just, what you doing? What you been up to? How you been doing in the thing? Da, 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 da. So it's that type of shit. Um, May was deep in it. Like, nah, nobody, nigga ain't getting no lunch in May. (laughs) You'd be surprised. But you'd be surprised. There was cats out there. Yo, yo, there's a little birthday party for such and such. I'm like, my man, there's a pandemic going on out here. What are you talking about? But it's Yet. it's bananas. Yeah, it was bananas. Certain people felt like, like I, you know, certain people felt like shit. But now, you know, those people, those early, you know, I don't say adopters, but those people who were wild back then, now that little min- minority is starting to look like the people that are still kind of like holding on like yo well, what's going on are we are we clear you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i feel like the nigga that didn't hit a gun go off <laughs> you know i'm still on my mm-hmm. mark you know what i mean right. but um yeah there's people asking there's people asking yo where you been what you been doing where, you know when i can't wait to see you when you get back on stage well, i'm curious what you're going to talk about da 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 shit me too i'm curious <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah. So feel like the How about time. About you, I mean, you kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm out in the world, yeah. man. I mean, I'm not hanging out. I'm not in no clubs or no right. shit like that. But I'm, I gotta get to work. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit yeah. is definitely not coming looking for me. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said last week, like what I was doing before, you know what I mean? It ain't a lot of people just doing that shit right now. You know. Everybody just, all right, we're going to shoot this brand video. We're going to shoot this video, you know what I'm saying, to, to you know, communicate this message in a certain way. It's, it's happening, but it's not like it's active like it used to be. So, you know, my bills are still active like they used to be. You know, right. what, I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like college still want all their money. Like they don't want partial because they in remote. They want all that shit. That shit is still the same price. So that's crazy. The, you know what I'm saying? So the shit, you know, fortunately I did have something that, you know, rolled me out of, you know, just the pandemic part of it, the quarantine mm-hmm. part to to get 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 me back going. But now it's kind of like, okay, now now that you back going, all right, how do you maximize what's going on? How do you how do you take care of the momentum? And not lose it, you know, going back into the hole of, you know, okay, it's a pandemic. So for me, again, like I, I talked a lot about last week, it's just pivoting and exploring the new opportunities that have presented themselves. 
You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm out here, man. I, I I have to keep going. I'm looking. I'm exploring. I'm I'm uh, putting the feelers out. I'm I'm doing the Zoom meeting. I'm doing a lunch meeting. I don't. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, now that I'm talking all this shit, I I feel like I need to go ahead and say I'm gonna go ahead and get the vaccine. Cause goddamn. <laughs> this shit ain't finna stop <laughs> no time soon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's like again, the alternative is sitting down, and yeah. sitting down means that ain't nothing coming in. Cause I, don't, you know, I, don't, I ain't got shit that's just floating to me in the mailbox. Passive. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. I'm I'm um uh, I'm shaking the dice. I'm like I say, I'm not reckless. I'm not trying to be in the streets just to hang out and be in a crowd. My shit is, you know, most of my meetings one on one and you know what I mean? And listen, what can we do? My calls, I'm my emails, my my you know what I'm saying, writing up my one sheets, all that shit is is back in full effect. And you know, during the I was looking at some of my Instagram posts from, you know, about a year ago. And and you know I was doing the art and the the, the collages and shit right around this time, and mm-hmm. you know it can't go back to that <laughs> at all. Like this shit is full on. Which what's next? You know what I'm saying? Everybody looking like what's next. My wife looking like what's next, and that's right. you know that's 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 what I'm accountable for. So you know. I, Guess when if I if I if I fuck up and catch the shit and die out here, I'm gonna die on the path, which has always been the plan. You know what I'm saying? Right. Since right, I was right, 19, right. I felt like I was gonna die on my path doing what I do, and so mm. I I ain't too much concerned with it at this point. I'm gonna go ahead and get the vaccine. I guess I've answered my question, your question from the top of the show. <laughs> mm. Let me find the vi- Pfizer vaccine because in Georgia everybody's eligible now everybody over 16 so oh wow yeah so you gonna you gonna fly down there and cop it i'm already down here i'm already down here because i oh you back in the a okay yeah i'm back down in the a because i had a couple of projects going on so i'm um trying to work through them yeah got it got it because i was about to ask you because you say you out in the world my question was gonna be have you been on the train yet Mm mm-mm I ain't getting on track. <laughs> she was talking real. She was talking real aggressive. I'm in the world. I'm out in these streets. I was like, "Have you been on the A yet?" No, and sir. I just want to no. know have you have you gone underground on no. that A train, that C train? Sir. Okay, okay, Not okay. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you out here? You in Merlot? Yeah, you in Merlot? I'm, I'm in Merlot. Good. I'm in Black Beauty in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, got you, I'm got just, you. I'm ah. definitely rolling. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, the, Not, the black beauty. I can dig it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 shit, I ain't even think about that train. I want to yeah, see the thing okay. about it was even during the quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to go in for like a doctor's appointment and shit. And it was like during the height of the shit. And, you know, I got on right. the train, but even during that time, after the last time I went to the doctor like that, I was like, you know what, man? Fuck this train Cause that shit started to get A little different Than it was During normal times You know what I'm saying It was people living down In that shit It was You know what I'm saying This right. shit was a little more aggressive Than it used to be Yeah And mm-hmm. 
I just said to myself, if I ain't got to be down here, I ain't going to be down here. And, you know, yeah. up to this point, I ain't had to be down there. So that's that. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, it's funny. I be thinking about, you know, when uh, particularly like when we used to do the show at uh, Stand Up Labs and uh, that one train in particular, mm-hmm. there's nothing... There's, there's, every train has its own sensibility, but specifically from 59th to 78th or whatever, or 79th, there is no train that be more packed and congested. There's probably some on par, but that one train, that shit is like a fucking, it's like a, a fucking Jamaican party, the way that everybody is damn near up on each other. Shit look like an Ernie, bon- Ernie Barnes photo. The way everybody is just kind of getting in, how they fit in, everybody blowing in each other's face and shit. When mm-hmm. I think back on that, I'm like, damn, that was the reality. That was like, and it, you know, it was just what it was. You just squeezed your ass in there. You just hope nobody coughed or sneezed, but... Y'all was all inhaling the same droplets for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, that just seemed as foreign as blowing out a, a birthday cake. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, uh, you know, shit, if you're on the train, please be safe. You know what I'm saying? Give a motherfucker some space, you yeah. know, because people going to be definitely very protective about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so no don't, don't play nobody too close. And, you and, know. But, and like um, I said, even when I was down there, it wasn't that crowded. You know what I'm saying? Because, of course, it was taking a hit. But that's been a year, so I don't know the status of of how that shit moving. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I said, man, that wasn't a decision. I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I'm in the world. I'm going to get on this train. (laughs) No, sir. (laughs) Mm -mm. Oh, shit, man. Anyway. Oh, man, what else is going on? What else is good with you? Man, I, I was watching this uh, this video that dropped today, and it's called uh, "Who I Smoke" by Youngin Ace and a bunch of other motherfuckers from Jacksonville. And Young E Ace, Young E Ace. I guess What's it's Youngin Ace, but it's Y U N G E E N, so it's it's spelled like Youngin Ace, but it's probably oh, Youngin you know. Ace, but that's probably how they uh-huh. pronounce it. In Jacksonville, because they do say words kind of, uh, because like backpack in Jacksonville is bike, 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 bike. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you want to bike, bike? Yeah, that's that's Jacksonville Uh talk. (laughs) Okay. So these niggas is so wild. So you know, I didn't know what it was. My man DJ Clean, shout out to DJ Clean. He sent it to me this morning, and I was like, okay, what Uh is what is this? And then. The shit was riding. It was like the niggas was talking reckless, but the song was like, okay, that shit, that shit ride. And so he sent me the whole clip. So I went and looked at it. And in the like a second or third verse is one nigga before they got to the hook. This nigga was talking about all the niggas that he's smoking on. You know what I'm saying? You know how when the nigga right, died, they, right. the niggas is smoking on you. Uh-huh. This nigga, I'm smoking. Yeah, I'm smoking on Biddy. I'm smoking on Lil Nine. I'm smoking on. I'm like, wait a minute. Is these niggas actually talk about the niggas that they killed? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, like, the setup is these niggas is out on a golf course. It's pretty cool. Like, they got on their golf clothes and, you know what I'm saying, they on the golf course smoking on cigars and shit. 
And then the beat come in, and it's, you know, one of these, you know, new get hype beats, drill music type of beats. And then when they get to the hook, and he just naming names, I'm smoking on this. The hook is who they smoking on. I'm smoking on uh-huh. Biddy. I'm smoking on Bibby. I'm smoking on Lil Nine. I'm smoking on somebody else. I'm like, what? Right. I had, I saw, I, I had to stop the song called DJ. Like, goddamn, these these niggas talk about niggas that they killed. I had to go get young people right. confirmation. He was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> and he's like, I think the nigga is on trial for the shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wait a minute, you telling I'm me the, the nigga's on trial right now for the shit? And he on the song talking this shit. He's like, I think. I'm like, nigga, these young niggas is out of control. <laughs> and yeah, and it, it just like, you know, in our days, you, you might have a beef going on. And, you know, then you had Biggie and Pop. Like, that was like the shit that shut down the industry for decades. These right. niggas is killing each other every week. <laughs> and just just for content. Right for content, yeah, it's damn shame. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Is smoke going? something new. I'm like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? But then, so he was like, "Yeah, man, I don't even know if I'm gonna play that shit. That shit is crazy." And then I was like, right. you know, then once I had to take a step back and look at him, watch the whole video, and the niggas is so enthusiastic. You know what I'm saying? They they are in full. They in full, yeah. They they boogie into this shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's infectious. I see it. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> you know I'm looking at. It. I got it on. I got it on mute. But they vibing. They yeah. are vibing for real. I, I feel it. I ain't even heard it yet. The niggas yeah, in yeah, full yeah, on boogie. It. You know what I'm saying? And I had. To, mm-hmm. I was explaining to clean. I was like, yo. You know what I'm saying? I've been here before. It's like the one thing I don't. I don't castrate no brothers about whatever they own because, you know, they're young niggas. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't really yeah. fully understand the consequences of this shit. They'll wake up 25 years later in the pen like, damn, I probably shouldn't have been smoking on <laughs> baby and shit. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I probably should have yeah. kept that shit to yeah. myself. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But one thing right. that I, I can learn from these little niggas is, is whatever you own, you know what I'm saying? It's just like Lil Nas X on his thing. You know what I'm saying? You might right. be on your comedy thing. I might be on my content thing or whatever. It's whatever you own. Right. Whatever you do, you got to be doing it with that type of exuberance. Because yeah. the devil is busy. And them niggas ain't are not quiet about that shit. And I'm knocking a nigga whole head off and boogie to the shit. So, you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Nigga, you got to tell a joke and boogie. You know what I'm saying? I got to make my content, produce, but whatever's with full-on enthusiasm of these niggas. I had to match that kind of, I wish I could match that kind of enthusiasm for all the things that I did. And I might not have the problems that I have in my world because my presentation don't look like a boogie. My presentation look like work. You know what I'm saying? Look like hard work, right. like I'm laborious at this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's not as exciting. And you can't get mad because they exuberant. You had to get just as or even more exuberant about the message that you putting out. You know what I'm saying? Just like people get bad at the, the prosperity preachers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas put their message out with full-on enthusiasm. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no mega church. Pastor that's, you know what I'm saying, just laid back in the cut with the shit. You know what I'm saying? 
Them niggas telling stories that people could relate to, that resonate with people, that make them go in their pockets and say, you know what? Take this. Keep doing what you're doing. So that's the lesson I took from these wild-ass young niggas from Jacksonville. I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, man. Had that joy. Had that exuberance. Be into it. You know, I was back to the Conway. I was chopping it up with Vlad a while ago, and he was talking about just material and shit. And, you know, as you go on and on and on and on into this, you know, further on in your career, you know, you become, not say less precious about certain shit, but you just learn more things. You evolve, right, as a performer. And, you know, as you have your material... You know, if you're going to be on stage saying what you're saying, you need to say that shit with your chest. As Kevin Hart would say, you got to say that shit full-throated, all the way there. Like, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know what I mean? You ain't no half-stepping. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So to that, like, what you're saying, like, it ain't no, like, look, even even if the shit was wrong, I thought it was right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? My intention was full-bodied. Like, I really believed in this shit. I committed to this shit. Mm-hmm. And that shit is infectious. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, I'm looking at this shit with the motherfucking, <laughs> with the mute on. I have not heard the song yet, but I've seen it twice already. And these motherfuckers are selling me. You know what I mean? Like, and, and honestly, the names are ill, too. Spinner Benz, Whopper with the Chopper, Young Ace, and Fast Money Goon. Fast I'm Money with goon. these motherfuckers and I'm fast money go whopper with the chopper and spinner bends. I like spinner bends. He's like, yeah, man, you could tell they are about this shit. They are going for it. They are running all the way. You know what I'm saying? So shit, man. Yes. It, it's, yeah, you know, fuck it. It's wild. Go you know? all out. It's wild. And I've always said that, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, again, I'm from Miami and you see mm-hmm. a nigga who went from regular to 32 gold teeth. You know what I'm saying? You're like, God right. damn, this nigga really committed. You know what I'm saying? And then you right. watch the nigga commit to a life that drives him all the way to the grave, to the jail, or to riches, and then to the jail. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, man, that, that commitment is a motherfucker. And I don't, I don't know if I, I told a story of a, a, a nuke. Rest in peace. Um, this cat named Nuki in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he he was he was a cool he was a cool kid. You know what I'm saying? Always fresh cut. You know what I'm saying? Good looking. All, all you know he had you know the girls liked him. You know what I'm saying? He was not like your a thug type of nigga, but mm-hmm. the jacking season came into mind. You know what I'm saying? Right at ninety, ninety one, ninety two, niggas was you know mm-hmm. jacking. That was the whole thing, robbing people. And so he mm-hmm. he got into that. And he got good at it, I suppose, because he was on a fucking spree to the point where, you know, we come home from the club four or five in the morning and him and his homie jogging around the park in, in the middle of the motherfucking night. Like, nigga, what is y'all doing? Nigga, you got to stay in shape, boy. You never know when you got to run. And I'm like, these niggas is out of control, man. And I'm drunk. I'm going home, man. And, you know, he ended up getting shot in front of the Roman pub, uh, I guess, you know. That night? No, nah, not that night. But at some point, you know, okay. it, this stretch probably was a, a good eight months. It wasn't a long stretch. It was like a very exuberant 
short stretch of, you know what I'm saying, this nigga going hard, and you just start hearing his name just cracking. That nigga be jacking. And he was in, in front of the Roman pub, and I guess a nigga who he had robbed approached him about the shit, da-da-da-da-da, and then, you know, and ended up, you know what I'm saying, getting laid out in front of the Roman pub. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, to me, it was like, damn, that shit was a very tragic ending to a very short part of this person's life. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the other years, motherfucker was just a cool nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool ass nuke. And then eight months of fury and then getting, you know, shot dead in a hell of gunfire. And that's it. Nigga don't have a chance to do that shit again or to you know, course correct, or to even go to jail, sit down and think about the shit like that. You know what? I was wilding. You know what I'm saying? It's just over. And and that happens every day, but that's like somebody I knew and I could look at it. And then again, even in his case, it's just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? If you could get that, that enthusiastic about something that's productive, you could win at this life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Florida shit, all gas, no brakes. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm with it. I'm with it. I see it. I see it. You got, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta commit. Yeah, that's it. You gotta commit. It's it's all about the commitment, and you you know, and it's gotta be really uh, pitched and confirmed by a one man council. Or one woman council, mm-hmm. and that meeting happens in the mirror. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got that idea. You validate that idea. You don't look for validation. You know, even amongst the people that are closest to you, if you have an idea and you got the the energy in your body to to carry that shit out and you commit to it, it's that's that's your mission. That's mm-hmm. your mission. That's what it is, and. You know, you got to go all out. You got to go all out because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to be the one sitting with that regret. You're going to be the one laying in the bed looking at the ceiling when it's all said and done and replaying the tape. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, shit, you want to you want to be that motherfucker that that ran through all the way through the, the, the tape at the end of the shit. You know what I'm saying? Full Hussein Bolt ass shit. <laughs> and it's hard. You know, shit be hard sometimes. You know what I mean? Especially, you know, if you if you have if you're trying to do some shit that you haven't done before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be harder. But then also, sometimes, you know, you gotta you gotta fuel your next win by the past successes. You gotta look back and say, yo, okay, yo, I did something similar to that, or I accomplished this before, and this is, you know what I mean? Shit, man, this ain't nothing. We could get this. We could get mm-hmm. this. And to, to the point to where you believe that shit. That's the thing. You got to believe it, commit to it, and keep fucking going. And obviously, it's all easier said than done, but I believe that is a, as Khaled would say, a major key. So, you know, <laughs> shit. I, you know, again, shout out to Spinner Benz, Whopper with the Chopper, Young Ean Ace, and Fast Money Goon. I can't wait to hear what this shit sounds like because it looks spectacular. <laughs> you like you like the feds. The, the feds is rubbing their hands. I can't wait to see these oh, niggas. Man, well, <laughs> they got all the evidence. <laughs> well, at least yeah, they a, if, yeah. at least probable if they, cause. If this, is tr- 
Right. Yeah, because if this is true, they made it way too easy. They definitely, you might, at this point, you might as well type up the transcript if that's what you're doing. But um, right. I hope they were a little bit more savvy. I hope these right. are all pseudonyms. I hope this is all based hey. on fictional occurrences. Man, them are but, real people, uh, man. Them names is real people that is no longer here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and yeah. people singing them shits. People don't know who these people are because it's not like these cats is household names. You know what I'm saying? Right, they they right. somebody in real life, but like everybody don't know. It's like I seen people tweeting about it earlier that was like, you know what I'm saying? These cats got me singing about, you know what I'm saying, smoking yeah. baby, little nine, and all these niggas. I don't even know who these people are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do not do that. Do right? not do that. Don't say it too loud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because <laughs> it's a bop. It's, you know what I'm saying? And when you hear it, you're going to yeah. bug out because uh-huh. the, 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 the music that they playing. Do not fit the words that they're saying <laughs> uh-huh. at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> it probably don't fit this golf course either, but it, no, it's, it, it's it don't. looking great. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, well, goddamn. But then, oh man, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just like even with like the little nigga. Um, I don't know the nigga name, Lil Took or whatever that was supposed to be oh, one Teka? of the cat, that you know the cat that shot oh, King no, Von or Take. Nah, the cat who's oh, supposed oh, to shot oh, King Von. Oh, oh. Lil okay. Took or Lil someone, okay. you know what I mean? Savannah Cat. He just got released okay. on Bond, right? Uh-huh. And then, so, yeah. you know, the original drillers from Chicago, old block uh-huh. and all, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, they like, okay, yeah. Glad, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad this nigga's out. You know what I'm saying? Lil Reese is right. like, yeah, yeah, we're going to spend that block real soon. We're going to be rolling up some, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be rolling them up real soon. Smoking on some, you know what I mean? I like this nigga on IG Live with his girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Lil Reese, I had already, you know what I'm saying, I already took for Lil Reese, you know, he, he, he that's what he, you know. On the did, Grim Reaper, right? Yeah, he, 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 Grim he Reaper? dead in the yeah. eyes, man. That nigga do not look like regular yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? And... Yeah. When I when I seen them, when I first seen them when they was first coming out, it was like, right. man, this little nigga here, mm, I don't know, man. This nigga ain't built for the outside world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, this, right. This nigga here is not regular. And when, you know, when he said that shit to the little JoJo boy, and the little JoJo boy ended up dead, I was like, ooh, this nigga might be all the way for real about what he's saying. And so... You know, I I think you know so they was part of that the catalyst of this current phase of that segment of hip hop, the drill scene. As far as you know, how these cats is doing that shit now, man. They talking about real murders. You know, Ice Cube talked yeah. about it in in fucking you know, in figurative, Abstract. figuratively. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was right, it was right. it was laid out, but it wasn't like I. O'Shea Jackson is going to shoot, you know what I'm saying, OG, you know what I'm saying, Bobby Loke. It wasn't like that. It right. was just a fiction. It was a fictional account of a generic gang with no name. You know what I'm saying? But man. Yeah. This shit now is a it's, real gang. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's a wild thing because, you know, from the outside, well, first of all, it's tragic, you know, like if I not to be the you know, not to be the wet blanket, but it is tragic when these people are dying. Like these are young kids that d- 
don't really get to, they don't really even really get to live life. You know what I'm saying? Like they are still at the damn near the very dawn of their life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, you know, kind of to be in my forties and like see just obviously it's different. It's evolved hip hop and like you know like we were saying how you know the murder of Tupac and Biggie kind of just really crippled the industry for a while. Like it mm-hmm. really shook shit up to the point where people were like, "I can't believe this happened. This is crazy." Like it was it was treated as a state of emergency. You know mm-hmm. that was twenty. It was you know it was over twenty years ago. Right? right? Was it over twenty years? Yeah. So like. Now, it's to the point where, like, it's like you'll make the obituaries before you make the freshman class. Right. That's kind of how we being introduced to a lot of these rappers is when they die. Mm-hmm. And then you do the reverse. I mean, from some somebody at my age, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm not super embroiled in it. So it's like... Soon as this person died, oh yeah, such and such killed them. Well, we smoking on da 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 da, and then you like you do the behind the scenes, you know, uh, go through the little inner Instagram stories, IG live comments. Like I, I found myself in a um, in like a little rabbit hole. Somebody that I follow on Instagram is like, like they connected you know, deep into some of this gang shit, right? So some mm-hmm. of the people that they that popping up in their comments, you'll go into there, they'll they'll be like rappers. It's like this type of shit without the light. And you will see if you go back far enough, you will see how it led to that death. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's like that is, you know, it's a horrible occurrence, but it's it's become so commonplace that it's it's like it's almost as commonplace as it is how career arcs are. You know, it's just a lot shorter and a lot more fatal. Mm-hmm. But it's like kind of like, you know, this rapper met that rapper, then they did a song together, and then that song was a hit. Now it's this rapper didn't fuck with that rapper and that rapper killed that rapper and that rapper's friend killed that rapper and this rapper that's remaining made a song about both deaths and it's a hit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's like, damn. Like, you know, because now it's like people are like, and I said there's people that feel like, because the thing is everybody's so impressionable, right? So we're going back to the, to the doing shit with Gusto you know, whether it's good and it's bad, right? There's times I look back on shit that, you know, you get caught up with as, like, as a young kid. Just some dumb shit. It could be dumb shit. It could be, you know, just mischief, stupid shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But everybody, it's like, niggas is wildin'. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might be a situation motherfuckers run up into a, a store and just start snatching shit off the off the racks and just run out of there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just or bum rush. You know what I mean? And like, if you were to look at if that shit wound up on the surveillance camera, and you were to look at that shit with your parents, you know what I'm saying? If you got your parents or whatever in your life or whatever, and you looking back at that shit, you would feel like an idiot. 
they would feel disappointed. You know what I'm saying? They, you might, you know, like out of that context of I didn't want to be the motherfucker to just turn around. You know what I'm saying? I got <laughs> caught up. And I got, you know what I'm saying? I got caught up in the hype. I got caught up in the, the energy of it all. Everybody doing this shit. This is the this is the way it's done. This is what we do out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of feels like on a certain level, for a motherfucker to feel like they, they participate in, at least in some of these, like the drill scene or some of these like fringe scenes to really be authentic and official, you got to put in work or it's just entertainment. Which it, it it is. That's the thing. That's the crazy thing is it's like, it's really just entertainment and it's a damn shame that some people don't see it or some people don't really share that wisdom until they on the other side of 40. You know what I'm saying? Until they like, mm-hmm. you know what, man, I survived so much and I, you know, you know, I'm glad that, um, I'm glad that nobody got killed. You know, things were crazy. <laughs> And, uh, you know, now that I'm looking back on it, you know what I mean? We, those were some wild times. But, you know, it was, it was just entertainment when I think about it. I was just, you know, I, I didn't know no better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, like, mm-hmm. I, sometimes I wish that a motherfucker would, like, let these cats know I wish that. You know, like, you start to feel like Furious Styles. Right. You know what I mean? When you watch that shit, you're like, damn, somebody need to tell these young motherfuckers that this shit is a, is a dead end. But... You know, who, who, you know. Yeah. It's hard, it, though. It's, you know but it, yeah, it's hard as fuck because it's, it's, it's hard as fuck because to your point, sadly enough, it be some bops coming out of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate to say that shit. I hate to say that shit, but it be like, it be popping. And then you fucking reciting niggas that have been killed that you don't know, but the shit go, the shit is in melody. The the beat is banging. The, the dance is hot. You know what I mean? And shit, nigga, it came up on Shazam. You know? Oh, so uh, it's it fucking, is, it's, whoo, it's sad. It's so terrible. But, uh, it is, it is, man. Shit, but so is COVID. So I guess right. you got to pick one way, right? So I don't know. Let me it's like you know, what I'm saying I got kids, right? So I understand. Yeah. Like kids, they don't be knowing. You know, what I'm saying they only they only know what they know at the time, right? They don't know what 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 life has ahead for them or what's around the corner. They don't they don't see the pattern that you've seen because you've been around this bitch for some decades. Um, yep. so it's like, um, you know, it's, it's like, like, I mean, changing subjects is like my daughter, it's her birthday coming up. Right. So she wants okay. to do a party and you know, her party is, you know, pretty much influenced by, you know, what people do on the Instagram. You know what I'm saying? She, if you want to get mm-hmm. a BNB with a poo and she want to, you know, buy this dress and you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, that ain't it, man. What's you a BNB? A ba- bath Airbnb, Airbnb, a- Airbnb. Oh, Airbnb. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because she want to be by the, you know, she want a, a, a Airbnb with a pool. You know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. Okay. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, she, she wants to thir- set the scene. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. 13, you know what I'm saying? But she already <laughs> setting this, this picture of the shit you see every day on the gram. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, right. you know, then, you know, we, we, we going through... The outfit she want to wear and, you know, she want, you know, of course, the parents to buy this outfit. And we like, nah, that ain't it. That's too grown. That's that's too much. You know what I'm saying? That ain't how it's going to go. And she's throwing a whole fit. You know what I mean? Like, you guys don't understand. You just don't want me to be great. <laughs> yeah. On the contrary, little person. 
<laughs> we, we really want, you, want you to be great. You know what I'm saying? We do not yeah. want you to be uh, Instagram yeah. hottie. You know what I'm saying? That's not yeah. it. That's yeah. not great, ma. You know what I'm saying? So even in my day to day, you had to deal with, you know what I'm saying, what's in this world and the impression. So, you know, we haven't found the compromise yet, but it will be some compromise. But now that I see, you know, where she's going with it, I can kind of see, all right, that's, that's what she want. You know what I'm saying? She might want to, you know what I'm saying? If she did it like this, it'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? And so, but she don't know that because she don't know all the options. She ain't been around. You know what I mean? Like right. one, like one of the things she had on there, it was it was kind of like a tennis skirt. Like you know what I'm saying? Like when I was in high school, girls was wearing tennis skirts. That was the thing, you know, tennis skirts and Reeboks and Fila's and shit like that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's a motherfucking tennis skirt. I know what that is. So for the party, I'm gonna probably just go ahead. We, me and my wife and my daughter, will come to some compromise on what it is that she's gonna rock. But as a gift, you know what I'm saying, I feel like I can put in some some what I call leading pieces. You know what I'm saying? Pieces that she wouldn't be thinking about. She wouldn't even know where to go look for these things. But that'll lead her into another direction of, um, you know, style and, and fashion. You know what I'm saying? Just even just by a little name association or a little brand association or whatever, and the world ain't about that. You're on the path. Yeah, but and the world ain't about that. You know, people might be like, nah, nah, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers just need to stay modest and but that's not reality. Reality is all this shit going on and the kids gonna wanna be fly however they feel like fly is. Now, I can't I can't um, you know, just Crush somebody's sensibilities From what they understand And their limited understanding But what I can do Is take my understanding And add some pieces to the play That can totally change your course If you see yourself in it But a young person They unwilling to see themselves in some shit If they don't see it yet But if they already got it In their motherfucking closet It's like you know what Let me see how this shit look you know, you spend a couple of minutes in the mirror, spin around, then you go outside with it, and motherfucker, oh, that's nice. Then that changes your trajectory sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You might not have known nothing about no motherfucking Lacoste or no shit like that. But, you know, if you want that little motherfucking fashion over tennis skirt, that ain't it. But, Right, but I'm gonna get you this Lacoste tennis skirt with the nice little sweater with the alligator on the motherfucker and see how that play. You know what I'm right. saying? You right, know what I mean? Right, right. So I don't know if this is gonna work. This is a very experimental thing that I'm very, very transparent with the people, I'm vulnerable right now because I don't know if that shit gonna work. But that's what I'm gonna try. You know what I'm saying? With with some different pieces that I know are from a, a different space that are going a different direction. I don't know shit. I dig it. Boy, the, the heritage, Brent. The, yeah, nah, things that have got longer shelf life. And maybe, hopefully, if the payoff is good, even in the moment, maybe it's not all the way appreciated, but mm-hmm. maybe 10 years down the road, right? she realized, damn, yo, my throwback Thursday is kind of fire. Right. I had this way back when. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. then you come across as that nigga with vision. 
You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, the vision is always, that's, that's the play. And hopefully it's successful. Mm. And, uh, you know, like just thinking back on, you know, being young and even just being where I am now in life, you don't know what you don't know. Right. That's the thing. Like, you don't know 100% of what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that shit that you don't know, you don't even know. You don't even know enough to not know that you don't know that shit because right. you don't know that shit. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's all foreign to you until you learn it. Right. And um, you know, and it, it is it's wild too because I could imagine you know having kids and you know these are these are new people in the world and people want to carve their own path. You know, and who knows at what point that really strikes them to be like, now nah, I want to do it my way. Like I was. I was watching a, uh, you know, I was listening to a conversation a while back about um, about legacy and nepotism and you know how that works or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was like uh, I think it was um, Anthony Anderson having a conversation about I think his son is trying to break into the business, mm-hmm. and you know his son don't really want his help, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, to his son's thing, he want to do it his own way. You know what I mean? He want to carve his own path. And not even just the Anthony Anderson shit. I've seen this with various people that I know. You know, when they have a child that's trying to get into something that maybe the the mother or the father is established in, oftentimes, and I'm only speaking about black people that I know, and I'm not making this a black thing, but I'm just speaking to that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times... The kid will be like, nah, I want to do it my own way. And then the, the, the parent is flummoxed a little bit because it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, the whole reason that I establish any type of legacy is that so I could leverage this shit, right? What good is a legacy if you can't really help it? But then at the same time, they don't, sometimes they don't understand that, you know what I mean? Or they don't want to feel as though, whatever they accomplished can be undermined by somebody saying, oh, your parents handed you that shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like a back and forth type of thing where it's like, you know, um, you know, and the reason I brought up the color thing was because in the interview, uh, somebody was like, well, white folks do it all the time. And I'm sure there's pushback in all communities or whatever, but like, you know, uh, generational wealth is not as long there's not as much of it's not as abundant as you know with the outside you know what i'm saying with with white people as it is you know what i mean like now like with black people having more and more generational wealth this is starting to truly build where it's like you got white people that are kind of you know they got plantation money you know what i'm saying like they've been they've been doing this shit for a longer time we finally you know not finally but we're building our shit more and more and more and more and more and more so it's like it's a lot of still, it's still new on a certain level. And it's still, you know, still that desire to be like, now nah, I want to be my own person. But then it's like, you could be your own person, but still let me help you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, you look at certain people and I, I don't even know if that even means anything. And obviously I'm not a parent <laughs> or whatever. I don't got no kid, but like, like I look at, like you look at Sophia Coppola and you look at Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you could say, yeah, Sophia Coppola got in the game, you know, had an easier time getting in the game because of Francis Ford Coppola. But the fact of the matter is Sophia Coppola got some good shit, too. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like it's some bullshit. 
You know, I think, you know, when you, I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> rambling a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm rambling a little bit, and this was kind of a tangent or whatever. I'll say this. I hope that leading piece wins. I hope that wins. But um, I don't know. I guess I'm in just some reflective shit of, you know, how it is to kind of come into yourself as a as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like how it is to kind of start to try to define who you are when you're young and you, you know, you feel like you got a lot ahead of you and you trying to create, you know, you create your story. You know what right. I'm saying? And sometimes you don't want too much help with the creative direction. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm, sh- I'm curious how, obviously you said the leading pieces is one of your strategies, but you know, it's always been interesting to me to see how like parents kind of seed certain ideas to their kids to because sometimes if you say hey do this they definitely ain't gonna fuck with it so sometimes you gotta let them discover it in a way that's kind of i don't want to say you know it's a little little sleight of hand type shit right and, and you don't know how it's gonna play i know my my pops planted seeds with different shit and i don't know if that's what he was attempting to do or not um but you know when you're in middle school you be on you know your style is is Wow, you you going with whatever is the trend at the second. You right. ain't thinking about next week. You ain't thinking about nothing. What's the trend at the second? And at the time when Mad I was in fashion, you know what I'm saying, seventh grade, it was tailor-made pants and silk shirts, which were not silk, by the way. They were some type Damn. of polyester. <laughs> yeah, it was the cheapest Damn. shit in the world. But you go to King the Taylor in Mop City, Liberty City, and get, you know, the tailor-made pants. And in the front of the pants, you know, some people had, like, you could put, you you could, you know, they had their initial in the front or they had the buttons a certain way. Mine were pretty much modest, but they were tailor-made with the two fingers on the side of the pants, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Stacy Adam boots. Two fingers sewed in? Nah, not fingers like your fingers, but it's like, you know... You know how, like, on the side of your pants, you might have a little the thing to adjust your your waistline, and you could button it on another okay. button. It's like that, but they'll okay, put them on like the side of your pants instead of up on your waist. And it's not to do shit, but it's just decoration. I don't know who went to King to tell and said, "I want these shits on the side of my pants," but somebody right. did, and it became the style. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? And then the flea market, so. They were basically these T-shirts. They were made like T-shirts, but they were made out of some type of polyester that if you put the iron on it and it was too hot, that shit was going to melt like plastic. Just mm-hmm. full-on plastic, which is the most counterintuitive material for people in Miami possible. But you in middle school, that was the style. And uh, 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 basically a dad hat that had a patch mm-hmm. of like a marlin fish on it. So they call them fish hats. You know what I'm saying? So fish this hat is before the Marlins. This this way before the Marlins. We ain't had no baseball okay. team or a basketball team right. for that matter. So wow. it was uh, a Marlin dad of a, a fish dad hat, uh, right. a polyester t-shirt, V-neck or crew neck, however you want it, in any color mm-hmm. that you wanted, and tailor-made pants with Stacy Adam boots that you had to shine up real shiny. So. Mm-hmm. That was the style. And, you know, when you look back on it, it was like, man, that was a terrible style. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was cool mm-hmm. as fuck to us. 
But that shit was terrible. Like, who, like, the shirt would be so funky by the end of the day because it's holding all of the sweat. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's no good. But that was the style. And then I think, like, my pops, he used to go, this when, like, Marshalls first came out. He was like, yeah, I'm going to this spot called Marshalls. And then he'll come back mm-hmm. with some polo shit. And then he bought me a pair of Timberlands. And, of course, nobody in Miami got Timberlands. And these, like, wasn't the boots. They were, like, the the Slick Rick ones. You know what I'm saying? The little burgundy joints with the, with the, uh. Like the Eastland-looking joints. Yeah. Like, oh, the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh-huh. the Slick Rick joints. But this was before Slick Rick came out with the video. So he bought me okay. the joints. And I'm like, man, what the fuck is this bullshit? This is terrible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. who the fuck? Right. Why the fuck would you even? Man. And then I was like, one day I was like, let me just wear this shit to school, whatever. And somebody said, ah, oh, that nigga Ali got on high heel shoes. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, what the fuck? Because, <laughs> you know, niggas ain't used to know soles thick like Timberland soles. <laughs> this nigga said I had on high heel sneaker, high heel shoes. I was sick. And then Slick Rick came out, children's story. And he doing the motherfucking Steve Martin with the motherfucking Timberlands with the high heel soles like I had. And then that shit was cooler than the motherfucker. Like, ah, shit, nigga, I'm in the motherfucking game. And that changed my trajectory totally. It wasn't nothing that I would have bought from. I wouldn't have bought them shits. But because I had them, and then they became a thing. It changed the way that I looked at how I dressed. I didn't have to dress like everybody else no more. I could go away. I could go find some new shit that nobody on. And that changed my whole trajectory. And I think that's what I'm going to attempt to do. I'm not sure if it'll work. Right. But that's 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 where I get it from. Right. Yeah. Nah, that's what's up. And that's that's always the, you know, that's a good lesson to learn early on. You know, yeah, because some people just continue to follow and follow and follow and follow, you know what I mean? And never develop their own style. It'll always be, you know, looking at the market, looking right. at what's going on, playing it safe, you know. So, right. yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was I was rambling like shit on that thing, but I uh, hope y'all understood where I was coming from. I don't think I okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm trying to stop myself from saying I'm rambling because fuck it, it's the conversation. It yeah, is what it is. Y'all been here for is. a while. You know where we go. And and the um, thing about it, word word to Young and Ace Whopper with the chopper and spinner bands. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you doing, man, do that shit with exuberance. If you're gonna, if you're gonna yeah, get on stage yeah. and ramble, hey man, fuck it. Dave Chappelle yeah. ramble all the fucking time. He bring it back together Absolutely. at some point. Absolutely. I always feel like that's one of my favorite things that I see comedians do. You know, even from when I first before I even did comedy, like, you know, it'd be times when you go particularly like a late show and you see a comedian just working some shit out. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't really gelled yet, but they just kinda you know, it's like real free association, but the the beauty of it all is even if this shit ain't funny, it's interesting, it's compelling. Motherfuckers is they there with their mouth open, listening, like, oh, okay, where you going with it? And hopefully it pay off. Sometimes it don't, but you know, if you're good, 
That room is quiet, and these motherfuckers is on the edge of their seats. So that <laughs> shit is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of being on the edge of their seat, is it about that time for us to get into this snowfall recap, or wow. do we have some other shit we want to talk about? That's what I mean. You done brought it up now, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh. Well, I will say this before we get into the snowfall recap, real quick. Nah, it's, it's real quick. I'm just this to the side, honestly. I voted in the SAG Awards. This I've been in the SAG for a while, but I think this is the first time, and I, I always benefit from the screeners, but I always forget to vote. Like, mm-hmm. I always be like, oh, shit, the voting shit closed? Fuck! This right. is the first time I, like, finally voted, so I feel like I'm invested in this one. I mean, right. it is only my one vote, but uh, yeah, yeah shout out to the and, SAG Awards. It's this weekend. The SAG Awards is Screen Actors Guild, for those who might not know. Uh, it's yes. the Actors Union, and they have their own awards. And, you know, I guess as a member, you get the screenings of, of the things that they're being, that may be honored. That are being nominated. Yeah, you get the you get the screeners and shit like that. So it's always cool. You get to see a bunch of, bunch of movies. Like I watched, I damn near watched, you know, Obviously, we was in a pandemic, but I damn near watched damn near everything that came out. Some stuff that was nominated, stuff that wasn't nominated. I just watched, we'll talk about maybe next week, but I just watched mm-hmm. uh, Minari. Mm-hmm. I really liked Minari. I thought that shit was really good. Man. I thought I, I could see that that taking some. A lot of people saying Nomad Land is going to, you know, obviously I'm fucking with Judas and the Black Messiah. You know, mm-hmm. I voted for, you know, the people. Hey, but man. as far as the front runners go, <laughs> um, there's a lot of people talking about Nomad Land, which was good, but it kind of was, it kind of teetered out a little bit. It was a little too long. I thought Minari was a better story. It was a little bit more. I think you would fuck with Minari actually, mm-hmm. just as far as um, as far as you know, your theory on having a constitution. You know Word, what I'm like, got to have that, a constitution. Kinda, yeah, against all odds, and I think that kind of shows in that. It's a, it's a really, it's a really good story. Shout out, but, to, shout out to Terry McMillan. Cause that's where I discovered that a nigga should have a constitution. I was, yeah, uh, yeah. I was like a young nigga. I was like fresh out of high school when I read the goddamn mm-hmm. disappearing acts. And if you watch the disappearing acts, they cut that part out of the movie. But the whole thing was that the male character in that story was working on his constitution. And then he ended up getting with a chick who was, you know, she was fly, you know what I'm saying? Living good and shit. He was still working on his shit. And then it ended up not working out for him. But the whole point that I took from it was that it didn't work out for him because he never stuck to his constitution. <clears throat> he, t- he chose her life over his life and never got his shit together. And so when she, she started telling him what to do to get his shit together, it wasn't based on him because he never presented his constitution. It was based on just whatever. Like, nigga, just you do something, nigga. And it was like, nah, nigga, this nigga's an expert at woodwork. But, you know, I was like, nigga, I got to have a constitution. Man. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got to stick to it. Yeah. But you check it out. I think you would fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say something else. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this since you shouted out Terry McMillan. Shout out to B.B. Moore Campbell. And the only reason I'm <laughs> shouting her out, honestly... <laughs> Because I said this a long time ago when Eric Jerome Dickey died, rest mm-hmm. in peace. Uh, I got into his books. Uh, one of the things that drew me in was the name, the three name type of situation. 
I don't think I've read any B.B. Moore Campbell books, but she was on fire around that time. And I mm. always thought that was a hell of a name, though. B.B. Moore Campbell, just that shit just sound like, <laughs> that sound like a movement. That sound like some, you know what I mean? Like, that's a hell of a name. So, yeah, shout out to B.B. Moore Campbell just to shout her out. Um, now, <laughs> let's get into this snowfall. Obviously, you saw it. Um, you know, the new episode is tonight. What were your thoughts? Talk to me. Ah, man. My baby mama is harder than most of you niggas. It's the theme of the week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Again, I take it back to the top. Franklin continues to slip. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mm. Frank, uh, Leon continues his isolation and you know what I'm saying you know his you know emotional run um uncle Jerome discovers he's in over his head and there's no way out mm-hmm. no matter how much he dreams of jamming Jerome's speaker shop life will never be as simple as it was again when he was the weed man um Aunt Louie becomes the master manipulator and negotiator of the spread of crack cocaine throughout America. You know, we when when we see, you know, when Banging in Little Rock is a was that documentary that came out sometime in the nineties talking mm-hmm. about how gangs ended up in Little Rock and Bloods and Crips and they tan shit up. This pretty much is the prelude to that. And Aunt Louie is the catalyst, which you know what I'm saying. I'm a as a as a uh, a self proclaimed cultural anthropologist. That is very interesting mm-hmm. to me. The people who are the catalyst for certain big movements, like the butterfly flag, they are the butterfly that drops the pollen. You know what I'm saying? And it's like they never really get the credit, but Aunt Louie, you know what I'm saying, is the catalyst for the spread. Into the Midwest from right. California, CIA cocaine crack. Now, um, it's interesting because it all goes back to what Uncle Jerome broke down in the beginning. Like, listen, you know what I'm saying? I fucks with this weed. It's easy. It's what I do. I don't. I sell it to people in my own community. So I get down. I don't want no problems, and no problems don't want me. And that shit, what you talking about, is problems. And these are the problems that he was talking about. And when he watches Louie break it down to the unsuspecting uh, Little Rock people, he's like, nigga, why are you dropping this shit, dropping napalm on these people without giving them fair warning? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But... In the game, she really couldn't because if she scared them off, they wouldn't be able to move the shit. And if they ain't able to move the shit, then it's a problem. So, baby mama number one, even though Aunt Louie ain't got no baby, she's a a whole G in in her, you know what I'm saying, her movement and like, yo, we got to get this shit cracking. It ain't no stopping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Scully, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't going to tell the whole shit. I'll say something for you. But, God damn. Yeah, go. <laughs> so, we going through it. 
Scully he going through it. <laughs> Scully going through it, thinking he done fucking cursed God by nailing that motherfucker on the cross. If you don't watch the show, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. The nigga is a whole crazy gangster that's on Sherm that be wilding out, but his instincts are on point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so he's very upset that they killed one of his boys. And he was at the funeral, looks up at the cross, and he poses the question to Franklin. I think it was Franklin. I wonder how long it took. I wonder how long it took them to get Jesus up on that cross. Franklin, like, nigga, what the fuck is you talking about, man? Let's squash this shit and get back to the business, please. And he went on here and and nailed one of man boys niggas up on a cross. And now he feels like he's cursed by God because he did that. And all these bad things are happening because he did that. So now he's repenting and is a born again gangster Christian. Which is common. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, yeah, you see a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So now his baby mama is looking at him and man boy like, nigga, y'all supposed to be out there looking for the motherfuckers who killed my goddamn daughter. And y'all in here mm-hmm. bullshitting. She done counted out of her baby daddy like this nigga, here's a lost cause. Uh, motherfucking man boy, what the fuck is you doing? He's slow talking. She had to take matters in her own hands and, and that she did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we, we. You want to talk about that part? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. One thing that was funny too, just to decide, I thought was funny is because uh, just like a callback to last week. She had the... Uh, the airbrush tribute T-shirt to her daughter mm-hmm. on, you know what I mean? And it was funny because she ain't had no patience for this nigga getting his tattoo, but she made sure she got her airbrush T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I thought that was, you said she ain't that was no kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> no patience for that shit, nigga. You need to get it done, right? But uh, yeah, she Khadija, I think that's her name, Khadija, mm-hmm. her and her homegirl. They set that man fat back up, boy, and did him like fat back, boy. They, they, he, she, Benny Hanna, that nigga, boy. She, oh, um, so let's let's take it back. So, uh, fat back, who was the Cody in the uh, in the killing of Tiana? I think the baby's name is, um, you know, Leon's co-defendant, you know. Uh, Basic, oh, one thing that we also have to tie back, and I see something happening here. Reed is falling apart. Reed's the CIA connect, the plug. He's falling apart. His brother died from a uh, heart attack, probably induced by cocaine use that Reed seems to be the the point of. He seems to be the, but it might be the butterfly effect on that side, mm-hmm. similar to uh, Louis and the uh, the country cousins, right? So... Reed gets a call from his father. Yo, your brother's dead. You know what I mean? I wish it was you. We had the funeral. Don't even bother coming. That wow, type of shit. That was crazy. He, he, yeah. Yeah, it was fucked up. But, you know, yeah, he was he was failing them. You know, parents mm-hmm. just don't understand. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, so anyway, so he's he's fucked up. He hurt. He getting drunk. He fucking up at the job. He stroll up into Louie's club. Pissy drunk. Wilding, who knows what he's saying? T calls Franklin, yo, your man is here bugging out. You need to pull up. Now, my theory is 
they have a they have a a, a heated conversation. Uh, you know, Franklin's trying to get him off. You know, trying to bring him up to the office so they could do a little bit more discreet talking. But he drunk. Mm-hmm. He kind of loud talking. He ain't really saying a whole lot, but he's 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 a lo- he's loose and reckless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he he definitely sends home the point to Franklin that everybody is replaceable. Right. You know, everybody is replaceable. Now, there's a theory that T might be in cahoots with either Man Boy or Scully, mm-hmm. and she might be the one to find out because she definitely hit him with a follow-up question, like, yo, who's that? Mm-hmm. Franklin kind of kept it somewhat, you know, close to the vest. That's somebody I work with, mm-hmm. you know, but... uh T might, she ain't stupid. She might be sniffing out a plug. Mm-hmm. Might go run back to man boy. Yo, I know where you could get the shit at. He looking for somebody new because mm-hmm. Franklin is sloppy right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yo, I heard your man who's hot by the cops is still out there. What's going on? You know, basically that was his concern. Right. Why are you bugging? Why aren't you? Why haven't you handled this situation? Which is a fair point. So back right. to the whole fat back Leon situation. He, uh, Franklin, you know, he talks to Leon. Leon volunteers. He said, yo, I could do the stretch. He's like, nah, we need you in the projects getting that money. Mm-hmm. But we need somebody to fall for this shit because it's way too hot. You know, they got shaken down by the cops. But luckily, shout out to Jerome. You know, Jerome not only installs speakers, but speakers and stash boxes. Because the way that motherfucking, that money was, is in the cut. That, you know, they wasn't found out. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of smooth. So yeah, you know, that kid Jerome got a gift. And it's a damn shame because he's caught up in this crack shit. But, uh, you know, they say Jesus was a carpenter. Right. Well, um, so, lo- so, Jerome tried so to then they say, him, yo. Jerome's like, dog, I'm nice at this. I sell weed and I'm nice with this speaker shit and I could I could tuck whatever else you need hidden. Mm-hmm. I'm good here. <laughs> uh so they uh Franklin tells Leon, yo, let's let Fat Back take it. We'll pay his family. I think I did the math. It might be upwards to six million. Cause I think they were saying, yo, we could do five thousand each month that you win. They were saying, you know, that shit might be, I think, like 50 years. Something crazy. I, I looked at the the math or whatever. But anyway, who knows if that was going to be honored. You know, it might be honored up front. Who knows? But um, they go see my man Fatback. They find out where he's hiding. He's hiding in his cousin's house. They bring him some food. They open the scene. Fatback is greasing. He is getting to it because Fatback is a big motherfucker and he is not eating, but he is greasing. You know, there's a difference. <laughs> he is getting to it. You could feel the joy. Just like I seen the joy in that motherfucking Young Ean Ace video. That motherfucker was going for it. So they say, look, man, we need you to take the fall. Ah, he feels, a, you know, at first he's like, damn. But he like, all right, you know what? Look, we're going to bring you to the to the cops. We're going to, you know, bail you out. You know what I mean? We're going to hold you down, this, that, and the other thing. Fatback say, all right. For a hot second, I thought Fatback was going to kill himself. I'm not mm. going to lie. I thought they was going to double back and he was going to be dead. Because um, they they held on him for a minute. And he kind of, it felt like he was just sitting with that decision. And, um, you know, he stood tall. One of the things that I had an issue with, I just thought it was a little, goes back to Franklin again being sloppy. I thought it was just needlessly risky. Cops done pulled up on you at your 
at your aunt's club looking for Leon. So mm-hmm. you pull up to the police station with Leon in the whip? Right, like, right. come on, that's that's sloppy. <laughs> Let's not do that. It's, that, not was, even, that was not like, even down on. the street. They pulled up in front of that bitch <laughs> with the fro picked out. Not even with the braids. Not a hat. The nigga you know is looking like his mugshot. Nigga, yeah, mama so did that all that, like all that old, you know what I'm saying, intricate braiding and mm-hmm. loving and shit. Now you still got the fro right. out here looking like how you used to. <laughs> looking like a wanted man pulling up to the to the headquarters. So that shit was kind of corny. So Fatback jump out, go to the shit. Fatback gets bailed out, right? Fatback gets bailed out maybe a day or two later. He coming outside. There's a woman by a car looking good, you know, and um, looking like somebody done sent a nice little, yo, good looking out gift. You know what I'm saying? Um so she says, yo, yeah, Franklin and Leon sent me to, you know, to, 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 to thank you for your, for your sacrifice. So he, like an idiot, hopping the whip. Now, he should have been a little bit more, you know, a little bit more, spec- like, just had a little bit more uh, speculation. I mean. immediately, I was like, oh, this is a setup. But, but, but he not but, the brightest. But again, nigga Bell was at a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? He don't think mm-hmm. nobody is coming to like you know what I'm saying raising up even if it's the tempers even if it's hundred thousand it's like that's a lot of bread you know what I'm saying and if somebody gonna do it you think it's Franklin because he said that's what he was gonna do you know what I'm saying I don't know if Fatback knew Fair that because he probably ain't have a call to say you know yeah dog we gonna come get you tonight so all he got was all right nigga you released you know what I'm saying right. So, right. you know what I mean? Then she said, Franklin and, and Leon sent me. I could, I could, right. you know what I'm saying? I could see him going for that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? They done put them in a hard place, you know what I'm saying? Send some, send them some dime bristles to, you know, take off, take off some of the stress. I could, I could get right. that. He was frazzled. He was yeah. frazzled. He's, he's going against a murder rap. Yeah. I mean, shit, people get in the wrong Uber every day. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So, he, he jumps into the whip. Shorty takes him. It looks like they took him to the scene of the, the, the ambush mm-hmm. where the whole shit kind of stemmed from where they tried to ambush Scully. It seemed like it was the same little little area. Same warehouse you see district. Old Kade- same warehouse district. Yeah, you see Khadija in the cut with an Adidas sweatsuit on. <laughs> in the cut. And then they pull up. Um, now Franklin's, you know, not Franklin, Fatback starting to get a little like, you know, what's going on? And where are we going? She's like, yo, look. I'm about to go get my homegirl. You never had a threesome. Now this is a this is an '80s threesome, so this is like this is different shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> '80s threesome. That's some real super fly shit. So he like, oh shit. You know what I mean? So he going all the way along with it. You know, Khadija come through. It looks like I guess the chloroform or the Clorox bleach mixed with Fabuloso or whatever else she had mixed up. Put that shit around his face. Put his big ass to sleep. <laughs> I guess drug him, her and her homegirl drug him off to the side, cuffed him up, then started giving him the pincushion treatment. Right. Yo, where's Leon? Now, surprisingly, I'm I, I'm be honest with you, Fatback surprised me in that torture scene. Cause he 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 stood tall. Right. Even though he was But, but he, he really you know, didn't know where Leon was at. Yeah, I guess he didn't know. He didn't know where Leon was. Did like, they came to him. I guess he, 
Yeah, but yeah, I guess. But even still, he didn't even come up with a lie. You know what I'm nah. saying? Like he was just taking them. He was just taking them. Them. Them shots. He he could have said, "Yo, they up in uh, they over there, Lamert Park. He living a motherfucking three story on such and such street, man. You know, whatever, whatever. Just to get them off you." Right. He was like, "Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here." Yeah, they weren't gonna she, get off on. She wasn't gonna get off on. Yeah, she was gonna see, drag his ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to the actress that plays Khadijah. Um, yeah, I mean, name. it's a it's an interesting name. That was a hard scene for me. You know what I'm saying? The way that she went in on him, it was a it was uh-huh. a difficult scene. And and the way that they they directed the shit where the friend who was with her she couldn't even take it. You know what I'm saying? She helped to yeah, set it all up. up. Shit. But in the mm-hmm. when it started to go down, it went left for her. She was like, oh, 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 oh. she had to turn yeah. her whole back to the situation. And little mama, goddamn, I don't think I ever seen a a murder that motherfucking violent in mm. fucking TV outside of outside of Korean uh whatever they call that mm-hmm. ultra violent Korean film. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what it's called? I saw the devil. That shit there. Right. Them niggas was doing some wild right. shit. But outside of that, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, even in horror movies, motherfuckers stab you two times, and this is a, you know, it's a rap. You know what I mean? They cut to another scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This motherfucker went in like with all of the rage of all of the slavery and the ancestors and the, you know what I'm saying, crossing to the Atlantic Ocean from Africa. She put all of that in it, nigga. And I was she like, She sold that shit. Like, damn. That shit. Wow. I had to watch Jeffrey that shit. Jeffrey Meyer. I had to watch that shit. I watched that episode twice. Just to, I was like, hold up. Yeah. Man, how the fuck they do that? This, they, they went in like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, even like mm-hmm. on like Game of Thrones when they doing a whole lot of sword playing, stabbing and shit. You know, once they stab right. a motherfucker once and he and he fall over, that's it. Like, you in a war, you a stab a motherfucker and then the motherfucker just die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, mm-hmm. not her. Not her. She went in. They, they, they really she gave you the rage of a, a woman who lost her baby. To it, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she took that shit out on Fatback. And Jeffrey Meyer is her name. Jeffrey? Yeah. Jeffrey Meyer, G-E-F-F-R-I-M-A-Y-A, all one word. Yeah, she killed yeah. that. She killed that. She's Shout out to her. Shout out to her. I want to see her in more shit. Yeah, give her yeah, yeah. Emmy, give her whatever but, you got to give her. But the other part about her that I like, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. was when she was cooking up the concoction that was going to knock Fatback out. We didn't know what she was doing. You know what I'm saying? It looked like she mm-hmm. she said she told Scully she was making something for her hair. Must have been some lie shit and all that. But and right. she was just calm. That nigga came. You know, Scully crazy as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, you know, mm-hmm. is very tentative when they fucking with Scully, but not her. He came up in there mm-hmm. with his, you know what I'm saying, back to Christ self. And she was like, listen, I'm gonna need some money. And a lot of mm-hmm. it. Now I don't wanna argue right. about that shit. And nigga just, yeah, right. that yeah. nigga just walked out the room like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, yeah, like, what? Right. I don't, I don't want to argue about it either because, boy, you want, you yeah. want some shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They know each other. They know each other. They compliment each other a lot. He know, he know her powers. She know his powers. You know what I'm saying? They, they, mm-hmm. they definitely 
Look, they know how to communicate when they need what they need. You know what I'm saying? Look, I ain't trying to go back and forth with it. I got you. I'll give you what I got. Uh, one note. One note that I saw, because I watched it again. Like, now I ain't watched the whole episode. I was just skimming through just for this. But uh, I will have to give out a... Um, I'm going to give out a face acting award to D-Ray. There was one scene where uh, right after Fatback got killed uh-huh. and um, Leon is wilder. Y'all got to go back and watch this shit if you didn't uh-huh. catch it because I caught it the first time I saw it. But um, Leon is wilding, you know, screaming on Franklin, getting his face crazy. You know, D-Ray, who plays Peaches, mm-hmm. was kind of like getting him. He pushed him up off of Franklin. Like, all right, fam, we got it, but move up off of him. And, and Franklin was, I mean, and Leon was like, nigga, if you don't get out of here, you bitch-ass nigga, like, ready to get on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could see the restraint, and it's just one of them faces where nigga did the, like, oh, this nigga's wild, but it said it all in his face. This nigga's wild. Yo, he gave it so, to, he kind of gave it to Franklin, but whoever else was in the room, like, my nigga, I'm just I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hold back. I'm gonna give some restraint because I know this your man's, but this nigga is wild, and he right. said it all in this one little face. Right. So and, yo, and, if y'all and, please revisit. It must have been. It must have been. Uh, uh, you know where he where he freestyled it because that was one in the line. See, I didn't pay attention to peaches because when he said it, I was like, ah, uh-huh. that's not something people said at that time. Bitch ass nigga wasn't. A thing in '82, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It wasn't right. that wasn't a thing yet, you know what I mean? I think bitch ass mm-hmm. nigga kind of spun off a old puss ass nigga, and that didn't right. really happen until the '90s, probably. Like it wasn't '82, '83, '84. It wasn't a thing. Bitch ass nigga wasn't a thing. I think first people I really heard get bitch ass nigga off was Onyx back mm. in the days. They had that song. Bitch ass nigga, I'm about to pull your skirt out. Right, right, right. That's so out. that was like '90s, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah when, yeah, when that came into play. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, every now and again, they they do some shit that's not time appropriate, but you know, it's like right. the only right. other thing like I could think of off the top of the dome that they that they've done that wasn't you know perfect within what they're doing when they've done a lot of other stuff that was really well is. The chains like Uncle Jerome had a big ass Cuban link, and mm-hmm. niggas had Cuban links, but they wasn't wearing that that thick of a Cuban link at that time. You know what I'm saying? They were wearing yeah, we were wearing some thick ones, but not he had the one like Jay Z had like in the motherfucking two right, thousands. Right. Like they weren't really doing that then. Ropes, yeah, um, the big ass Gucci link, the big ass. You know what I'm saying? The, the flat ones herring like bones. like your yeah, herring bones and the flat ones like the flat link that EPMD used to wear that was wide but it was real flat. They used to do that. Uh-huh. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Rolex pieces. Yeah. yeah. The little Rolex links. Yeah. The Cubans yeah, were man. mostly like most people wore the ones like uh Nipsey Hustle, like the size Nipsey Hustle used to wear. Right. And, right, and, right, right, right. And 99% of the time with a piece on it, not just Naked, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was the only. Yeah, they they rarely, thing. yeah they they rarely fuck up. So I typically give them the, the but it it'll be straight. It'll you'll notice it. There's another thing I can't remember now, but there there are a couple of times where I'm like, 
yeah, that doesn't seem like that's from that era. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And they so pretty meticulous about everything else that you're mm-hmm. like, right, I'm going to let that one slide because yeah, yeah. this is a good-ass show. Yeah, you but, yeah, go back to that piece of... Yeah, go back to that piece of face acting. That is definitely in the Face Actors Hall of Fame. Well, one, um, one of the other things that I that I thought was cool, it was like, I thought it was funny. And it was just like a one-liner, you know what I'm saying? When they pulled up in Lil mm-hmm. Rock and Jerome had on a, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, leather outfit with some fur accents and shit. And he got mm-hmm. out the shit. Mm-hmm. And they pull up to like a trailer. It's like a rural ass shit. He was like, shit, we overdressed. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. that shit was funny as fuck. Because they always overdressed. Yeah. And we talked about that last week. <laughs> All the time. All like, the time. Shit, we overdressed. <laughs> so let oh, me think shit. of So what's um you got any predictions? But tonight or just for the rest of the season, you got any predictions? I got a couple predictions. Um, couple go ahead, because I haven't thought about like I'm I, I'm enjoying the moment of it, so I haven't right, thought about right, any I predictions. Know. But I'm sure if you say something, I'll probably come up with one. What you got? Yeah, and it's not a whole lot because I I've definitely heard you say that, but uh, I definitely think the young um, the cat that's staying with the with the Arkansas family definitely think he's gonna get hooked on crack. Mm. Um, the young motherfucker that mm-hmm. came, wild, young wild motherfucker. I think mm-hmm. he gonna wind up being a crackhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna be Arkansas's first, Little Rock's first crackhead. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, you know I mean, he's talking about the butterfly affected crackheads, unsung zero. motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's, he is the motherfucking test case. So I think he's gonna be that. Um, I don't know what else is going to happen to this shit. I'm curious to see how this whole shit plays out with T and Reed. Uh, I feel like they need to go ahead and kill this reporter. Mm -hmm. She getting closer and now she's starting to flex on him. Mm -hmm. Talk about, look, man, I'll shut this whole shit down. if You don't sit down with me. You know what I mean? She like Barbara Walters with a gun. Right. You know, so we're going to see what happens with that. Uh, I'm curious. I hate to say, like, you know how we talk about Reed and Oso and their plots that you kind of like, I right, take it a little too many minutes away. <laughs> I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but, like, I hope Wanda, like, I want to see Wanda do something. <laughs> but this, this, like, this Wanda thing, man... Look, man, it's got to turn into something a little bit more exciting. I mean, I don't want it to go back to smoking crack. Uh, but uh, now that you say you gotta that, be more pivotal. Now that you say that, I think Wanda, because my thing is, I think that Pops Alton, I think is is ready to fold. He ready to fold. Like fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Let's just get this lady mm-hmm. what she want. Da da da. I think Wanda is gonna be the one to tell Franklin that this news reporter mm-hmm. lady. Got the scoop, which probably leads back to Reed, which probably leads back to, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. the you know, reporter getting rocked. I'm not sure. But the story yeah. eventually comes out. You know what I'm saying? You do eventually have the Iran-Contra scandal with Oliver North and right. Ronald Reagan and all that shit. Nothing happens, but it does come out, and nobody, you know, talks about it again. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, the CIA dropped drugs on their own citizens, and then that was just it. Nobody... Like, you know, okay. Right. Business right. as usual. Send these niggas to jail. Yeah. They shouldn't be selling this <laughs> <Yeah>. dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
They invented this shit, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know how that shit going to play, but it seems like Wanda is going to be the one to kind of be like, yo, frankly, yo, you know what I'm saying? Some motherfuckers right. talking that shit because the way that she was at the table when the lady came in and she gave her that look like, you know, Wanda knows, you know what I'm saying? Wanda be trying to figure shit mm-hmm. out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she gave yeah. her that nosy look before she walked off. And even when she was walking off, you could see her head still kind of turning into the listen, right. you know? So right. I think that may be something. Because, um, you know, the the the, the, the uh, reporter is feeling herself, you know what I'm saying? She feeling herself oh, yeah. like she feeling like, yeah, I got you by the balls. But, mm-hmm. you know. And um, to Wanda's credit, well, go ahead, finish. No, no, that was it. That was it. I was rambling. I, <laughs> nah, embrace that, man. Embrace that <laughs> shit. Fuck that, nigga. You was vamping. Nah, but uh, to that point, I think that uh, uh, Wanda got that crackhead undercover working for her right now. Because the thing is, you know, she ain't even had a real shower yet, so right. she went out. <laughs> she just slept in the streets. She's in the in the damn this, the shelter. So reporter lady, even though Wanda was being nosy, like since Wanda kind of looked like a crackhead who might mm-hmm. just be high or just, you know, mm-hmm. you'll dismiss her thinking right. she ain't going to put nothing together. She ain't doing nothing but getting high. Right. Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah. <laughs> Wanda, she, she's, she's on point. She's on point. point. She is, yeah. In Wanda, recovery mode. Wanda is the <laughs> butterfly for the recipe getting out in the world. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm wow. saying? Wanda is mm-hmm. the butterfly yeah. that brought the recipe to the rest of the hood. That's crazy. Is she the one? Yeah, she, she the one. The she one the one took the- she took the recipe to Man Boy. Oh. That's ahead, and that and then that's when Franklin was like, you know what? Y'all cook y'all own shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just serve y'all way. I'm going to let y'all have the recipe then since y'all got it out there. Kev took it to the Mexicans. Wanda took it to Man Mm -hmm. Boy. You know what I'm saying? Once it's got the Man Boy, it's in the hood. And we, you know, the rest is history. The the recipe to crack is in the air. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even have to Mm -hmm. even see no cocaine to know. And yeah, you just put baked soda in that shit, put it in hot water shit. You know what I mean? So that shit was just floating through the hood. So Wanda was the one. You know what I'm saying? Louie was the one put it Aunt on the Jemima. road. <laughs> Jemima, the crackhead, <laughs> the crack game. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't think about it. Let me give her more props for that. Damn. Yeah. Anything else you got? Anything else you oh, got? Oh, man. Let me see. Let me see. Um, nah, Reed got to go to Panama or whatever the fuck. Mm. So he'll figure out how to get the weapons. I don't know. I don't even remember in historical context who actually won that shit. I don't know if the Contras was succeeded or got pushed back. I'm not sure. So now I'm kind of lost. Right. I need to look that up. Um, but that's it, man. I'm enjoying it. I'm jo- enjoying it as it go. I know one thing. Uncle Jerome ain't gonna never just be able to be jamming Jerome. Nah, I know that. Not in real life. You know what I'm saying? Right, in right, real right, life, right. Uncle Jerome spends 27 years in the pen, comes back, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and yeah. and, and starts a catering company. Shit. Yeah, niggas <laughs> don't even use speakers like that no more. You know what I'm saying? Bluetooth. They come <laughs> yeah, back, yeah, it's Bluetooth and shit. Cars, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, coming with the factory system that's booming. Like, man, fuck right. this, you know? Jammin' Jerome was an important figure in the hood back in the day, putting in the speakers and shit like that. That was the center of, you know what I'm saying, like the musical universe, you know what I mean? In Miami, 
Jammin' Jerome was Disco Dave. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Disco Dave hooked up the speakers. He was actually kind of like a hood engineer, like a genius type of dude that knew how to do all the electronic shit. So he he hooking up the car speakers, his mixtapes with crispy clear. He had the clearest mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? He only sold his shit on the metal tapes, Maxell Metals, and... Had the had the deepest bass. He was the one who slowed down the records to make the bass go deeper before the 808s really kicked in like that. Um, he was very technologically savvy. And what he did was when, in his tapes, he would shout out all of the, the dope dealers in the hood. You know what I'm saying? And you could come to him and, and get custom tapes where he shout you out in, in, on your tape. So when you ride down the shit... You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, do you live in, live in, live in, live in, you know what I'm saying? Out here in the Cadillac, like, 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 like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So niggas, OCB. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was Miami's version of that shit, but he also put in the sound. So niggas would go to him, like when they used to have like sound battles, like with the cars, and like niggas would go to Dave to get their shit right. So, yeah, that's an important figure. That's what Jerome aspired to. Yeah, that's what he was. That's what he obviously he was good at it. They don't show him doing it, but he's built up enough skill to be able to put them boxes in real clean. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uncle Jerome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a mm -hmm. good one tonight, man. I, that's just they've been on a run. Yeah. This whole season has been great. Yeah, they, they are killing it. So yeah, yeah. they slipping on Franklin, uh, but everything else, man. You know, they slipping on yeah. Frank. The Mexican storyline is kind of faded. Like, that shit uh -huh. has gone Slowly. nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the nigga, yeah. like, was, you know, pressing them for the 100 grand, and then that shit ain't even came back up. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Yeah, that shit, we ain't even heard nothing about that shit. <laughs> I wonder if there's, like, an alternate, like, there's another podcast <laughs> With some Mexican cats talk about, yo, man, we got to see more Osa. I mean, this shit is cool and all, but I mean, what the fuck, man? You know what I'm saying? What's going on with Osa? We got to yeah. show how this shit coming in. But see, the Mexicans, right. they got the sequel. You know what I'm saying? Like, after after that, yeah. like, right now, they did a current one. The Mexicans is actually running this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They the ones. They Narcos. Yeah, back then, it was the Colombians. Now, the Mexicans is the ones. Now, they got this shit on mm. Smash. Yeah, 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 shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. All these uh, drill niggas shit. getting they dope from Mexico. But go ahead. No, nah, that's it. I ain't had nothing else. Shout all right, shit. We done, we done did this shit, <laughs> niggas. Yeah, uh, we two hours yeah, in, think, nigga. We, we done made a movie. We did, yeah. We, we all in. <laughs> we all in. Yeah, we absolutely. exuberate around this bitch. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I can't wait to hear this record. I swear I can't wait to listen to this shit. Oh, uh, shit, man. You got any final thoughts or you want to just transform right, and roll it, out? We can roll out, man. Right. Well, listen. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. Yep. Yep.